Welcome to another week of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And I'm Aura. And my name's Rich. Right out of left field. Where'd you come from? Hi-oh. I was trying to help Aura fix his computer and it didn't work. That happens yes. a lot, you fixing and, his computer. And it also continues to not work. Yeah. In fact, it's so not working that I'm so throwing it away tomorrow. But this was your old ass machine. Yeah. It's, it's not like you to throw away broken things. This is true. But I am not a candidate for an episode of Hoarders, and so therefore, even I can recognize when it's time to get rid of old stuff. All right. If it weren't 10 years old, it might be worth fixing. 10 years old is like a compliment. It's not worth fixing. And it would just be super expensive to fix at this point. I had that thing in like 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're willing to put it to rest. So, good job with that. It's, it's a little painful, but I'll, I'll pull through. Now, Richard, are you coming on in order to actually uh, talk about stuff? I guess. Or this I guess. isn't, isn't going to be like a, a rehash of, of the days with TJ, is it? Well, no, only TJ could produce a rehash of the days with TJ. What happened with TJ? <laughs> I guess <laughs> we, I haven't, we I haven't won't go into it. Lie. No, let's not go into that. Okay. But, um, yeah, he's just, you know, an innocent bystander, okay. Riches. Yeah, and um, you know you can. I figure you can comment on stuff, and we'll see how much it irritates. You me. can tell me why Ivy Bridge is so amazing. That's cool. Don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. All right, so uh, I think we have lots of things to cover this week, and and uh, perhaps a little a little housekeeping. That we do every once in a while. This is true. Next week, I don't know if you're even going to be around. Uh, I may or may not be here next week. It is um, unknown. So we may or may not have a totally new crew next week. So, exactly. By that, I mean just not you and other people. Molly, today, she was like, hey, maybe I should come on to to Chatterbox soon, like before before you three. And I was like, maybe. That sounds like a a convenient idea. Could could you bring Eric? I'd like to have him on the show. Um, so they may they may be able to come next week in your absence if you're not going to be around. And then two weeks after that, we're all going to be in L.A. for E3. And by mm. we all, I mean Molly and Eric and Corey and myself. No. That's coming soon. That is. It's going to be... We, we kind of... We have everything sort of sorted out this year, which is rare. Usually, we're much more off the cuff, right? So I'm looking forward to it, even though there's not going to be as much hardware announced. But I'm very excited about the well, Wii U. I was going to say it's going to be a boring E3 this year, isn't it? Well, it's going to have Wii U games. Well, okay. how could so it not have Wii U games? It's not like I've seen them announced, but uh, it better have the Wii U actual games ready to play, not just like Ubisoft crap demos. So you're saying it's going to be as exciting as the first year E3 had the Wii? Uh, the yeah. Wii U is awesome. The oh. Wii was not awesome. Oh, I didn't realize you were such a Wii U fan. I'm a huge Wii U fan, although I should say... I was also a huge Wii fan before E3 when I realized that it sucked. Yeah. I Although I, I did realize it sucked six yeah. months before anybody else. Although that did not stop anybody from giving them all their money. I still stood in line for it. But, but the Wii U, I'm actually excited <laughs> about. So, because so you're the, excited to have a tablet attached to your TV, essentially. It's not attached to my TV. Well, I, wirelessly attached. It's laying around. I just can't wait for my cat to walk all over it and put scratches in the screen. But, I'm, but what I'm saying, though, is you can already buy tablets, and you can take them anywhere you want, not just in your living room. Well, I'm not planning on using it as a tablet. I'm planning on using it as a game controller. No, I know. Tablets already do that. But, you know. But they don't attach to guns. Okay, and then have people now. Make you're starting games. to piss me off, Rich. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, no, no, no. We're not gonna, we're not gonna wind down that road. <laughs> Here's of, why it's gonna like, be awesome. Let me, let me spin this in our this nonsensical argument. I showed you Rage on the iPad and why it was so awesome, right? Yeah, and it's so it's now not imagine that, awesome. that, but attached to a plastic gun housing, and then someone comes along and makes an actually good game for it. Okay. Right. That's going to be awesome. Now, they could do it with the iPad. They could make a plastic gun. In fact, they have made plastic guns mm-hmm. for the iPhone. They're just pieces of junk. This will be official, real, with good people making good stuff, and I can walk around my damn house, and I can point at stuff and turn around and shoot things, and it will be freaking this awesome. Is, this is what you wanted to do your entire life. Oh, my gosh. I'm very, I'm, very excited about this. I'm just going to be... You still have a hard-on for rage. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just going to be the Except one it's uncomfortable there to hold. telling you I told you so when it comes out and you're going to go, 
Oh, no, that good. Do you remember the Wii? Do you remember why I said that the Wii sucked? Yeah. When we all thought it was going to be awesome? Because it's not one-to-one. and it's Exactly. All this pseudo-motion. Wii U, one-to-one, baby. It is. Yeah. It's great. You move it a little bit, it knows exactly where you're moving it. It's fantastic. In fact, the Wii with the new the whatever sensor thing in it uh, was vastly improved, except it was too late in the game. It, if it came out with that originally, yeah. it would have been much better. But, but the Move has one-to-one, and that's not that all that good. That's because Sony has their head in their ass. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> right? I'll accept that. <laughs> But Wii U will have some support behind it, some actual quality products. Now, there's going to be a lot of junk, too, like Ubisoft, like they always do. I was talking about <laughs> Everything this. Everything Ubisoft is going to be junk well, on no, Wii U. Well, no, here's <laughs> the thing. This, this stemmed from a Rayman Origins conversation that I was having on Facebook with Eric, who I just mentioned a minute ago. He was, uh, there's a trailer for uh, Rayman Origins, specifically, what was it? I think it was for the Wii U version of Rayman Origins. Oh, really? And so it goes through and it shows Rayman Origins, fine, but then it it says Wii U exclusive content. And it shows this part where um, there's the player with the tablet controller who... uh, So let's say you've got a group of four people playing, which apparently the Wii U version is four player. I don't know if the Xbox 360 version is. I assumed it was only two player. I was under the impression it was only two. Based on what we were seeing, how there were like two different color palettes for each character as opposed to four yeah um anyway so it's four player and you might have these three three players or at least three player right they're they're roaming around and at some point there's a platform and the tablet player can grab the platform on the tablet and like swipe it upwards so that the platform in the game moves upward so they're controlling the environment basically um that could be done without the wii u tablet there's nothing special about it right but they're integrating Wii U-specific features just to make people want the Wii U version, which I think is Ubisoft lame. But one thing they also did, which is apparently attracting people, is what's that Spyro crap where you have, like, characters and you, you buy the actual, like, action figure characters and they do something in the game? Talking about Skylanders? Skylanders. That's a Spyro thing, right? It's... It's a Spyro. It's an insomniac. Spyro inspired thing. It's an insomniac thing. No, it's not insomniac. It's not insomniac. Okay, my bad. Insomniac hasn't made a Spyro game in like ten years, but it's 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 a Spyro spinoff. Like he's in the game, but then it's like this other stuff, and they're like, "Hey, let's throw Spyro in this game because maybe that'll sell copies." That what it is? I I was under the impression TJ was a very big fan of perhaps. Anyway, so the next thing they showed with Rayman Origins when they were going through the Wii exclusive content is. You didn't see the tablet. You have no idea what's happening on the tablet. And I'm sure that this doesn't actually exist and they just did it through this footage. Because, like, part of the game is watching the footage of Rayman Origins. And then part of the game is watching, you know, live video of human beings using the tablet, right? And so this part is they lay the tablet down horizontally. You just see that there's a tablet there. And then they take these Rayman characters, figurines, and place it on the tablet top. And then, like, through some amazing graphics of video editing, uh, you, like watch some weird effects zooming into the screen or something. Uh, this is how I remembered it. It might not be how it actually happened. And now that character is in the game, right? So if you buy the figurine, essentially, you get the character in the game. At least oh. that's, that's what I believe to be the, this pseudo-content thing that they're suggesting could be in the game. Can I, can I roll my eyes farther back into I my I can head? see you rolling them now. Yeah. So, but again, my point is that... That could be done without getting a figurine, without unit using any like NFC technology in the controller, just by buying DLC yeah. or by putting a character in the game or pressing a button. Right? The the Wii yeah, U. Th- these are one of those like trick features where like, it sounds cool, but then you're not actually doing anything. Yeah. One, it gets you to pay more money to Ubisoft, and two, it does nothing for gameplay like differently than I could have just gotten on another console. Right. So that's lame. That's my point of Ubisoft being super lame. That said, we've, we've talked about how Rayman Origins is a good game. You should probably buy it anyway. You don't need to pay 50 or $60 for the Wii U version. But um, but that exclusive content. Yeah. Hey. You don't get the special uh, ability to buy figurines to make your game even more expensive. So anyway, the way Ubisoft does it, at least with, with opening release of, uh, of a console, is by adding a bunch of fluff that does nothing. But other people will surely make quality content for that machine. And I am very excited for it. And I will definitely be buying one on day one or earlier if I could. And it's going to be phenomenal. Are you are cool. you even just a little bit concerned that you are so excited about this that you may be setting yourself up for disappointment? Yes. 
Okay. Yes, because I as very, long as you're aware, I very <laughs> rarely get excited about things. Yeah, you're always the one telling me, like Rich, don't get excited because yeah. that's going to suck. That's that's because I don't have faith in any of the things that you want. Yeah, I have faith that the Wii U will actually be awesome. Partly because I've tested it myself. Like we thought the Wii U was going to be great. I went and used it at E3, and I said this is going to suck. Right after I used it, made a determination. Last year, Wii U used it. Awesome. And you know what? This is not because I think it's going to be awesome for everybody, but it appeals to me. Like the specific things that I want in a game, it gives me, at least with some of the games. There's going to be a bunch of other crap games. Fine. Every system has that. Like spinning around while holding a tablet. I love that. I. This is tailor made for you. I think that is the greatest thing ever. The one to one control, the like pseudo real world, whatever, like the virtual window thing. Love it. You may not like it, but me. Oh my god, I love it. And I will eat up every single game that does that. As long as it does it well. So uh so yeah. That's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I will remain excited until such time nobody produces the games that I want. But I'm confident they will because Nintendo showed that they could and that people should and therefore people will make games based off of Nintendo's ideas because that's what always happens. All right. Well, it looks like we have like just about a minute or two left. So there's uh, some housekeeping I want to take care of so we can... Yeah, you got a meeting. ...launch at full speed when we come back. So tomorrow, incidentally, tomorrow is Wednesday. So maybe maybe if you're hearing this, it's before Wednesday, 7 p.m. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be co-hosting the IGDA, Independent Game Developers Association, uh, local chapter meeting here in Phoenix. We actually did get a... Um, Somebody asking me about uh, on the email since we announced it last. So That's good. There are, in fact, local people here who actually listen to our show. So thank you, local people, for doing I that. I thought they were all in Scotland. And All right, so IGDA meeting tomorrow, 7 p.m. Yeah. If you hear this before then, email Ara. He'll give you more details. That's right. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. You might not have heard Rich in that last episode because, according to the waveforms I'm staring at, they're very, very quiet. Are they really? Do you yeah. need to turn me up? You need to speak up. I can't turn your ass up, dude. You're just going to... Well, I know these microphones can be finicky. Just just point. Point no, properly. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, before we get into news, I remind everyone to go to uat.edu, the University of Advancing Technologies website. So uh, go take a look at that. And in the meantime, while you're doing that, we will talk about news. Good times. So, all right, we got a couple couple of interesting things happening lately out there. All right, so first thing, let's uh, let's talk about the Kurt Schilling Studio. I read about this today. Yeah. Did you hear about so it earlier? Thirty eight studios. No, today. In fact, yeah. I think this probably hit today. Um, so they're having some problems, right? So, little backstory here. Um, Kurt Schilling's studio has actually received a large part of their funding, if not all of it, from Massachusetts. Not Rhode Island? Wait, no, right. Rhode Island. Yes. Yeah. Good so, one. like, the they government... Yes, Rhode Island lured them away from Massachusetts. That's yeah. what happened. By offering them, what, like 75 mil? A 75 million loan, right? To, to bring them over to Rhode Island in yes. hopes that they would... Make lots of money and then pay lots of taxes. That's right. 
And um, apparently the uh, governor uh, thought it was a bad idea, but... um, Why would he have any say in that? uh, Yeah, it's It's just really weird that... I didn't know like states were into giving loans to game studios. Well, th- I think this is a first. Uh, I don't think yeah. this has ever happened before. Direct in, loans, in, I don't know about, but they're, they're certainly involved in the financial well-being or, or the opposite uh, <laughs> for lots of companies, including <laughs> video game studios. Yeah, so, so here's the deal. Basically, um, you know, they said, hey, we'll give you $75 million, and then in return, you, you 38 studios people, um, you'll move here and you'll promise to employ... Uh, 400 people, 450 people in the area, right? So, uh, interestingly enough... Wow. Uh, that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Startup studio? Yeah, hire 450 people and make... Let's go. Well, it, interestingly enough, as of March, um, they've actually had uh, four, 379 people hired, not, okay. the, not the full 450. Isn't Kurt Schilling rich, still. though? Like, he's a professional baseball yes, player? Yes, Kurt Schilling is rich, but um, not... Rich enough to uh, make that last payment of a one point one some million dollars to repay part of the loan back. So they've By actually. Last, you mean most recent? Right. Okay, but um, not the final. Right. There's more that they have there's, to pay back. There's more. They've actually they've actually only received um, reports say they've received about almost fifty million of the seventy five million loan, and they're paying some of it Am back. I misunderstand. I thought. I thought it meant that they got fifty million of the funding from Rhode Island, not that Rhode Island has been repaid fifty million. That's right. They've received fifty million okay. from the funding of funding from Rhode Island. Okay. Right. So it sounded like for a second that you said Rhode Island had received fifty million no, no, no. payment back. No, no, no. Uh, who knows how much they've gotten back? But they've been making payments back. And as as, as we all know, that uh, their last game, right, the Kingdom of uh, Amalur or whatever. Um, Okay, made some money, but was not the runaway hit they wished it was, and apparently was not the runaway hit it needed to be to uh, ensure solvency. So there's like serious, big problem meetings going on here. They're going to try and keep the studio afloat, and I guess we'll see what happens in the next few days. But we learned that the way the governments keep corporations afloat is by giving them more money. Yeah. This is true. And so, I mean, invariably... It's proven to work. Too big to fail, 38 they, Studios. They need <laughs> too big to fail. They just need more money. Otherwise, they'll, they will go away. And, um, yeah, making big budget video games. Making video games, okay, risky business. Yeah. Making yeah. big budget video games, forget it. Uh, not only that, Ooh. making MMOs, which is apparently where the rest of their money was going to come from. Yeah, and they're, they're still uh, working yeah. on that, actually. And Yet riskier business. And that's what happened, is like they started working on the MMO first, and then they realized, like, oh, this isn't going to work. We need to make another game. And so they started making the Kingdoms of Amalur that's out, like, after they had started working on the MMO. Right. It was like this weird, like, okay, let's make two games instead of one, which is even a better idea for a startup studio to do. I can't say I'm surprised at all. I'm more surprised, actually, that um, that 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 a, gov- a government entity yeah. actually gave out a loan of of this size to something that was just so inherently, blatantly, obviously risky. Yeah. Because you know what happens, right? Where okay, maybe not us, but if you're living in Rhode Island, you're going to be paying <laughs> you're going to be paying for 38 studios. They also said that the the taxpayers would end up paying something akin to one hundred and twelve million dollars to repay that loan, and I'm thinking How if you're paying it, sense? well, because there's interest. Except I think if you're paying to the government, and the government is the people, then the people shouldn't be paying interest on the loan. They should get it interest free. It's only like, thirty eight yeah. studios should be subject to the interest. But there's loan. there's two people, right? Like it's us, the people who pay them what we have. And then it's them, the people who is not us, and we don't get any of that ever. It just doesn't make sense to yeah. me. It should be it's interest like, free at that point. It's, it's once it gets the handed people over. paying interest to themselves. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bad times. So speaking of uh, bad times, apparently, um, you know, there's, you know, there's like there's like things like the NPD reports and stuff, right? Like tracking retail sales. Ooh boy. So far this year. And it's been it's been about three or four months of tracking that they've had so far. It's uh, this is the worst retail year in the past roughly six years. Yeah, but it's also the end of a generational well, cycle. Yes. Yeah, so here's and the interesting thing, right? Like, do they normally being, go up? 
because well, this is being reported in the blogs as like some kind of catastrophe, whereas it's not factoring in what's happening to digital. Well, and where the and, and digital revenues, which which I think are making up for the difference. Honestly, yeah, digital is a big part. Like you look at Steam, and Valve recently announced that they've had at least one hundred percent growth yeah. for seven years straight. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It's obnoxious yeah. and. What's obnoxious is I'm pri- they're not a public company, right? No, they're still private. Yeah, I can private. invest in them. That's yeah. what's yeah. obnoxious who has, about it. Who, how much yeah. money do they have? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows. They, they have they so much lots. money. They make yeah. lots of money. Do you know why I know that digital is going well? Because I finally bought a digital game and got my ass on Steam, and yeah. I still haven't been able to play it. Well, I could have played it, but I've opted not to because yeah. I've been waiting for my damn MacBook Pro, well, you know, which will be announced next do, month. Do you know how I know that to play Civ Five? Yeah. Uh, that uh, Valve has no interest in 38 Studios. <laughs> Why? Because they're not buying them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, well, get- Valve doesn't buy studios typically. Like they just buy. They developers. just buy people. They buy people and <laughs> yeah. say you work for Valve now. That's the right way to do That's it. What they do. So anyway, though, get- getting back to this, I do want to point out. Part of me is like it's crazy for them to make some sort of high risk uh, investment, basically like they did but really what they're doing is investing in their people because the whole deal was you have to hire 400 or 450 or whatever well, yeah, it was. Yeah. yes locals right they it wasn't just 400 people i guess if they're out external people they become rhode islanders at that point yeah, right right so uh they're producing tax revenue for the state you know in the terms of 400 people getting paid. So yeah, all that trickles back to them because they're, right. get, they're paying the employees yeah. and the employees are paying the state. So supposedly they're getting the money back, but they're also getting 400 employed people now getting money. Right. Not to mention they're picking up some of the people who didn't have jobs, hopefully who are living in Rhode Island already, some of them at least, uh, getting back on their feet. So this is something that would never have happened 10 years ago before the Great Recession or whatever. Like we would not have seen this sort of risky move, but it was specifically connected to those jobs. Well, At least that's my estimation. It, it almost seems like this is like textbook, like this is why you don't let government get involved in private inter- industry. Because like... It probably no, was still helpful to them. Well, I mean, I guess it could happen in a normal scenario, but like no sane startup studio would say, we're going to try to hire 450 people in two years and work on a new game. Like that is just on paper... One of the worst ideas you could ever come up with. Like, if you're going to say, hey, let's start a game studio and make a game, let's start out by making a gigantic AAA title and hire 400 people and see what happens. Like, it doesn't start, that's not how you get a studio going. Like, you start a studio with, like, 20, like, Valve didn't start with 400 employees. It started with 15, and now they have 400 because they're huge and they've earned the right to have that. But they didn't have a baseball player running the show. No, they had a had a multi-millionaire ex-Microsoft employee running the show. Like jeez. I'm sure I'm sure he had With way Kurt more at the money. helm, how could it go wrong? Exactly. I don't even understand. But it's I mean you would never Making try a to geek get that fantasy game people. called Kingdom of Kingdom of Amalur, Amalur. Reckoning. That is any game that's based title. on some cheesy fantasy knights and it's, like it's swords and spears, yeah. Like, there's not enough of those already. I, I actually, I think that one of the reasons why the game did um, as mediocrely as it did was because our, I, I it how about just, because we couldn't even play it since there were too many bugs. Well, there was that, right? But the, I don't know, just the the the, the artistic conceit of the thing, the way that it looked, it just didn't seem like it was distinctive enough for. When I saw it, right, I was just like, oh, this is like, okay, you know, like, well-polished, you know, it's it's finely crafted. Yeah. But, like, this doesn't look like it's, it didn't look like it was something new. And that was, that was, it, it didn't look different. It didn't look unique. It was just like, okay, here's just something in the, like, very, very well-placed in the fantasy genre. With its con- yeah, with it, with its, all the conventions that come with the fantasy genre and... It was just like okay, this just looks this just looks like same old thing. Well, it me. also came out in about this like the same time as Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, so yeah. It's hard it's hard to fight Skyrim. Skyrim, everyone loves, and is the same type of game, at least you know visually similar enough. Not exactly, but yeah, but I mean, they would get lumped in the same category. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Fantasy RPG. Yeah, yeah. like they're still. So no one's gonna put down Skyrim to play a Shillings game. Yeah, that's but, that's it really, and it's. It's one Unless of it, the game breaks, yeah, and then well, Skyrim did have its own problems, yeah. But you're still playing it, aren't you? <sighs> you know what? As upset as I am with that whole thing, 
I'm still playing it. Yeah. And yep. I'm and actually, I still have never played it. It's good stuff. I actually, I don't know. I, it's it's the game that you play until it breaks. Well, we've broken. We'll be right back. So we're back in action. We uh, we talked about Schilling and his game that I would bet is crappy, but you say is not horrible. Um, what else do we want to talk about there? Well, we had two disastrous news items. So if we have two, we have to have a third one. Okay. Trifecta. So today, actually, uh, here's another here's another um, biggie that happened today. Remember um, Tomonobu Itagaki? Yes. Yeah, the... Uh, Ninja Gaiden, Dead for Alive guy. Oh, didn't didn't make Ninja guy. Gaiden 3. The guy who, um, in a recent interview, noted that uh, his current project, Devil's Third, was uh, more expensive than all of his video game projects that he's ever worked on in his life combined. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, doubt that. Well, what makes even less sense, although... Um, I don't think you should doubt that statement now because uh, Devil's Third apparently THQ's announced a uh, we're uh, we're putting we're putting this project on hold, guys. <laughs> so apparently there, um, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things are circulating around. Who knows which one's actually the truth? But they're saying that they need to find some kind of financial partner that it's getting too expensive. Yeah. And they can't publish it alone, or they can't be the publisher of the game. Period. So, um, if the product Aren't they filing some ridiculous loss this year, they I mean they have to or be something? they have to be like two hundred million dollars last quarter. Uh, I w- you know I usually know those things, and I'm sorry to say I don't. But what, uh, what's weird is this is the right sort of game for them to be handling right now. Right, like well, they've been I, doing crappy licenses, ironically, and ironically that you said that um, it, it is. You're right, and that's what uh, you know. Some of their executives have said that you know this is this is a core game, and they're concentrating on core games now. But then, on the other hand, their CEO, um, Mr. Brian Farrell, said um, it's uh, something to the effect of, uh, "Yeah, it's uh, it's not fitting in with our uh, our strategy anymore." Well, THQ is also they're kind of on their last hanging on by a thread. They're in big trouble, of course, yeah. because their their stock price continues to be under uh, one dollar, and it's been yeah. that way for I think now well over six months. It, like, why? it's funny you say it doesn't follow their strategy. The strategy of losing money is never yeah. never on anyone's books. The yeah. but <laughs> but you know if the game is worth making at all, they sh- they should do it. But why? Was there any explanation for Mitagaki why it was so expensive? Well, here's, well the guy has been the guy has been um, one of the most outspoken people in the industry, and of this issue, it's also a little bit crazy though. Well, th- those go hand in hand, don't they? But regardless of that, um, you know, all this stuff that's going on now, no silence from him, nothing from him. It's only the suits that are saying stuff now, which leads me to believe. Maybe there's some other things going on. The suits just want to give out the company lines. I believe that it's a big money pit, right? Maybe there's something else going on. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, if this if this project does not find... This is in a really weird state because THQ has invested so much money into it already. And yet... Uh, and they're not canceling it outright, yeah. you know? Which, uh, you know, usually a company will just cancel it. But they're trying to do something to basically get more money for from somewhere else, and and maybe somehow recoup some of the their initial investment is what it sounds like to me. Maybe they just need to go to Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they go. To, maybe they'll go to uh, mean, 
<laughs> in the Jason State. Maybe they go to Massachusetts. <laughs> hey. I, hire, I hire 400 people from that state. and Yeah, but if they don't get, if they don't find a partner, so to speak, for this, if THQ does not yeah. to publish it for them and to finish the rest of the game or to fund the rest of the game or whatever's going on with this project that nobody knows, I mean, it could yeah. go away. It could be gone. And that would, I mean, well, you know, the solution is, sad, to this is just to release it episodically. I guess they could do that. But right, wouldn't episodic, that solve the problem? Well, what, what, you're, name you're, assuming, you're assuming that there's it's, it's been developed enough that that can be done. But I was going to say... Well, I mean, you could just change how you develop it so that you you prepare it for episodic release. Name one game that's been released episodically that has been even remotely successful whatsoever. Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Oh, yeah. That's been super <sighs> great. Yeah, we just... I, we actually, we just... Before you arrived, the line, yeah. we just played the demo... Because the, there's, there's a new one, yeah. What, I don't even know like what the nomenclature is anymore, but uh, apparently, like it's it's a it's a time bounded demo, and it feels like it's like twenty seconds. It's long. like so quick. It's probably more than twenty seconds, but it really feels like twenty seconds. Like you don't even get to finish the level. Yeah, it just like ended. Like it was, I was like running, and it just like faded away and stopped. And I was like, what? And you could probably like really like there's probably about like less than five jumps you had to make before it was over. Wasn't there? Maybe that's what it's limited to. Number the, of the number of times you jump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. I'm gonna have to play this so I understand yeah. what you guys are talking. Yeah, I about. I just deleted it off my PS3. It was that good. <laughs> that's, but that sounds like it's got a lot of value. It's weird. Like, isn't THQ like as the big publisher like? Aren't they supposed to be the company that has the money to fund the game? Like, it seems weird that, like, they're the big publisher, and so the studio has to say, like, hey, we're going to make this game. Publisher, fund us. And then the publisher's going, okay, we'll fund you. Oh, but we don't have money. So we're going to go magically find money from somewhere let, else. Let me put this in terms game. I think you can understand. This is a very unique situation, I think. You know the movie Pirates? Yeah. Made of by the Caribbean, of Disney? No, Pirates by Vivid. Oh, yes. The, yeah. <laughs> Vivid the, funds their, their movies. The, the porn movie that was a parody, essentially, of yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. They're like, this is too big. This is being released by two porn companies. Because okay. it's too much money, the most expensive porn movie ever. And then they made Pirates 2, which was then but, the most expensive movie ever. So they had to get another big player to make it all happen. Because even THQ doesn't have enough money those, for this. Perhaps those monies, literally. Those monies are physically. still coming from other porn companies, apparently. It's not like they're going to Energizer and saying, hey, can you advertise your batteries in our in our game? Like the what, in well, exactly. Alan no, or they, whatever, right? They, like, no one publisher is big enough for this. That's what I'm saying. Too big to fail. Yeah. <laughs> Too big. <laughs> Too big to fail. Yeah, not big enough, though. Apparently. <laughs> but it just so, seems weird. Like... The like in my mind, anyways, and I guess big publishers don't actually work this way. Like the whole point of the publisher is they're supposed to manage games, sell games, make money, and then that money would fund future projects. You're you're correct. Normally, and CEOs, but apparently this publisher is like losing a lot of acclaim, and THQ and EA don't actually function this way, which is why they're constantly losing money. No, though they do, but if they run out of money, then that's the problem. Yeah, so they shouldn't run out of money. Yes. So I point in, out in that the these are all world, places that Ara has run worked? out of money. Right? Well, I'm just saying, like, like there are yeah. studios that don't run out of money this way. Well, some like, are better than others at their craft, primarily. <laughs> but it just seems weird. Okay, I feel like we're kind of like going in circles now. I guess. So let's let's move on to THQ else. sucks. That's what we've come down to. We, so right? we've got a few different things. You can, to say that. <laughs> you can say that if you want. They're, yeah. they're okay. They're bad at managing money. I want to talk about cheating. Cheating. Yeah, let's talk about some competition cheating let's do it okay two things have come up as of late right so there's this uh competition that um 2k sports did on on their major league baseball game right and it's it's this you know well pitch a perfect game contest right and i think they've done it like in years past yeah this latest iteration apparently like so the way it works is if you pitch a perfect game in the game then 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 it gets you to be a finalist and then the finalists all actually like play baseball against each other. Okay. And then, then there's the winner, right? So apparently um, there's an exploit in the game to pitch a perfect game. And this exploit, right? This is one of those interesting gray areas. I'm actually in – I want to hear what you guys think about whether you guys think this is kosher or not. Because all of this now is being reported. Like, like the origin of these, this is from a reporter. So the press is reporting it as, hey, here's this problem. You know, the people who are playing the competition, at least the guys who are finalists, don't care so much 
doesn't sound like 2K Sports cares so much, but the press cares so much, and I, I'm, I haven't even decided how much I care. But here's the deal, right? Apparently, when you're pitching your, your game, you can um, switch out the hitters of the opposing team, presumably with really, really bad hitters, in order to improve your odds. Mm-hmm. And you can do this. You can use this exploit, whether kosher or no, um, whether you think it's that way or not. You can use it, and you can get to the finalist. And it's been known that at least one finalist has used that to get there, and it's also rumored that there's many, many more finalists that have exploited in this way. Sure. So number one, my question to you guys is, do you guys think this well, is an okay thing to do or no? Well, first of all, I mean, if if the winning was based just on that it would seem kind of ridiculous but like it sounds like they have to end up playing each other right they end up playing each other so somebody cheats to get to the tournament and then just isn't good at the game they're gonna lose you won't win the whole thing yeah if you're an exploiter probably yeah but you could get into the when you start playing other people let me let me give you some insight here i have been involved in the creation of contests for the public uh the simplest of which like right on this show uh, I don't know if either of you guys were around back then, but way back in the day when the show started, um, I was on my Segway trip, and we worked together with Blockbuster, I think it was, and they gave us 10 copies. Like, one radio station in every every major market got 10 copies of Halo 2 when it was launching to give away in advance of, of the game's release. So you would, you would identify winners and then you'd get the games and ship them out to people. Um, So I did that. I got 10 copies of it and shipped it out to winners. It was actually difficult to get people to call in and win this game from us. Like, (laughs) we could not get people to call in. That's how hard it was. And I had to come up with new ways. Okay, fine. We didn't get callers. Email us, right? If you didn't email me, like, smoke signals to my apartment or my house. Like, it was difficult. So the people making this game... 2k games or whatever person was involved with promoting the contest they just want to get the word out they want to get people involved they want to get people participating they don't care about the rules as long as people aren't completely abusive or like some one person way to do something that no one else can do they do not care they just want people participating they want people talking about it if you can make something controversial like this that's a bigger win for you because you get more publicity out of it and in the end they're going to give away whatever they give away however they do it they don't care. They just want people to participate in the contest and not have everyone hate the contest, right? As long as a good enough group of people like it, you're good. So in terms of ethics, as long as the game allowed them to do it, I don't care. If part of the game is switching out hitters, then take advantage of it, right? Although it would have been nice just to find people who actually didn't suck at the game to put a rule in that disallowed that. But if they didn't, go for it. Alright, we got we got another example, I think a more interesting one when we come back. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology. 
Go to uat.edu to learn about the programs they have to offer for you to become a game developer, designer, person right. who talks about games, whatever. So we promised you another uh, contest controversy. Yeah. So you guys remember last week we were talking about this uh, Gran Turismo GT Academy 2012 competition, right? Not just last week, but also last year. Yes. Okay. And uh, so I was reading some forums today, right? And what one of the things that um, is always surprising to me is that, like, all right, like, I'm pretty good, okay? But I'm not, like, the best, right? And, like, when I'll, when, I, when I'll do, like, a time trial run or whatever that's ranked, like, the best that I could ever hope to get is, like, maybe, like, in the 700s, okay, of something. That's not bad. Dude, my friend today was like, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm in, like, 25,000 ranking. That's pretty good, right? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Let me ask Well, 25,000 is also very good yeah. because at least for this GT5 competition, th- right now, there's 588,000 registered players. He was excited about getting 25,000. So, so that's, I mean, that's a good percentile. You know, 700, that's a fabulous ranking, okay? Nowhere near good enough to win or to get to finals, because they could only pick like 32 or 16 people or whatever. But anyway, you know, I always I'm like shocked because I'll I'll try as hard as I can and you know, I'm not I'm not willing or capable of, you know, like trying the same thing like for 8 hours constantly, which uh, some of these people are. Let me ask you that before we get to the cheating bit. Yeah. When I'm when I play a game and I look at the leaderboards and yeah. I see someone, usually I go to like the number one person and I'll say that person is is far and away better than mine. Right. my score or you know time or whatever right and it's like they know something about this level or this track or of, of this world or something sure, sure that i don't know about some shortcut or some method usually that i don't have or they're using some hacked xbox that like or that added something right, to right. Them. but but barring that there's a group of people who simply know something i don't i will never without knowing that Right. Never approach that. Is that what it is for you? Or is it that like they just managed to shave off a couple tenths of a second or thousands of a second? Well, I think it's a combination of all of those things, right? Because there's so many people playing this, right, that you have to do all of those things. Not only do you have to be fast, but apparently to get into like the top few, you have to also exploit. And, and so the, one of the nice things is that uh, you, know, you can see replays in this particular oh, yeah. contest, right? So... Here's what's happening, right? The rule, the rule in regular auto racing when you're doing, you know, like with real time event or something with real cars yeah. is that, hey, you know what? If there's two wheels on the track, at least, then you're good, right? If more than two wheels leave the track, then... You don't mean get air. You mean go to the side, left or right of the track. Right, right. You can, you can get air. That's allowed. You don't disqualify <laughs> yourself if you, if you hop a little bit, okay? But, yeah, I mean, basically going off to the side of the track, you know. Yeah. And, in fact, there's usually, like, a white line or something. And in, in GT, that's what they have, too. Wait, right? So if you go off the track, you can't get back on? You're just disqualified? Well, norm- normally, what are you talking about, GT or real life? Re- real, real life. life. And car racing. If you go out, I mean, it, it depends. Because usually you write yourself, you get back on. There's yeah, a natural it, problem it, with going off track because you de- go slower. It depends. It's very complicated. I really don't want to get into those details because it's different for every kind of racing series slightly. They have slightly different rules. Usually, though, they basically look and see what you did. And if it looks like you went off track by an advantage, then you get penalized. If you go off track and it's not by an advantage, <laughs> then, then they don't worry lose. about it so yeah. much. Okay, <laughs> So we're not talking about those cases in either situation, real or virtual. Okay. But here's what happened, right? Because this is a video game, okay, right? there's got to be like an infinitesimally precise threshold for this, for where the track edges. And so here's what happened, right? The game also calculates this, right? So you can have two tires that are on the track and you could, you're still considered valid. You haven't been disqualified yet, right? The game will, I, I believe the game will disqualify you if more than two tires go off the track, right? But here's what happened, right? These people are driving so off the track that basically 95% of the car is off the track in the grass. <laughs> and the grass physics are doing something weird at the same time so that people are actually using an exploit where... Um, because of the, the, the traction differential between the tires on the grass and the tires on the tarmac, it's actually making them speed up, and that's another part it of it that's confused. something different. It's, 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 I don't want to get too deep into so that. the game is but, buggy. 
it's not this, it's not it's not clear whether this is a bug yet or not because anyway I don't want to get into those details okay the details I do want to get into is that what they're doing is most of the car is obviously on grass mm-hmm. and they're using that technically the game does not disqualify them because the game thinks that two of the tires are technically on the track mm-hmm. and it gets even worse because sometimes the 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 threshold between track and not track is actually not the same as the visual line that you see. And so there's, you know, you see you have tarmac, right? There's a visual painted line at the end, a white line, right? And then there's grass after that, okay? So apparently in a few spots here and there, right, whatever the game uses, to, whatever threshold the game uses to judge whether you're on the good side or the disqualifying side doesn't exactly match this mm-hmm. line. And they found where that was, and they exploit that. And it's – this is like – I mean, this is killing me. Well, Because I feel like I can't even compete unless – like, I can't compete. It's not, it's not me not knowing the track. It's me, like, not knowing idiosyncratic information yeah. about things to exploit. Well, then, then – you're not as good as good of a player as the other people are. Like, welcome to the if, internet. If yeah. if it's in the game and the game allows you to do it, regardless of whether you think it's balanced or not, like, because this it's not even an issue of balance, games, right? dude. It's the it's the kind of thing where if you look at it, you're like, yeah, you know what? Like, nobody in their right mind would think that should be allowed. But, but it is. But it is. But that's that's what they call. And that's that's part of the that's game, an though, exploit, in my opinion. I mean, I've I know been, I know it's your opinion. I've been watching. Uh, starcraft 2 recently and not to get into like ridiculous details of that but yeah but you're you're assuming but that just because the game permits it that that is enough of a reason without any other knowledge that that it should be okay and that's just that's a that's it that's completely fallacious dude well there's 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 two separate arguments right there's the argument of okay should this be patched and does it need to be updated and if the game developers or whoever decide something needs to be updated so that's not allowed, that's their decision to rebalance the game to, to be done a different way. But if in the current version of that game a certain thing is allowed and you figure that thing out and do that thing, you're completely permitted to do that. It's not like you're hacking the game. You're, you yourself aren't changing the code of that game to give yourself an advantage, you're just we're not, doing yeah, but we're not discussing that. We're, we're discussing whether the exploit is fair and ethical, and whether yeah. it's and not if, fair. And that's and what he's you, saying. And if you want to exploit, what's so you're in just the saying game, you're just saying that if the game absolutely. permits it, it's ethical. Absolutely, yeah, and that's yeah. what I've because said too. And that's completely game, wrong. If the game permits it, you can do it too. Everybody that plays Grand Turismo Five, you're can saying do that exploit. your argument is from a tautology. Do you understand that? You're just saying that like if it's allowed, it should be allowed. I'm saying if it's allowed in the current version and you know of that exploit, why wouldn't you take advantage of it? If you can say I can get my my speed faster, everybody is forced to yeah. take advantage of it. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. And maybe and, and, they and should patch it to make to take it out. They, they should. And here's the problem. The problem is is that everybody ends up playing a game that is not the game that we all signed up to play. Well, if if we're playing a different game of I understand these that. different exploits. I understand that. And so what Sony needs to do is update the game to play the way they would want it to be played, to get rid of those exploits. They should, but it's the, the here's, same, here's the problem. It's the same way a game like StarCraft II dude, I don't, gets updated dude, constantly. I don't disagree with that, but here's the problem is that like it ends up being like it basically tantamount yeah. to like you know, chasing pirating or chasing hackers. It's, it's not where because Here's what it is. No, this is if the no. no I'm, t- says, I'm not saying. Look, this is the reality of it. These exploits are coming up faster than they can fix them. That's untrue. Because as soon as you, you can't find say out, that's untrue, because I'm telling you, that's what's been happening for the past six months. Okay, then, then they just need. I don't know. They just need to fix the issues faster, right? Like, well, well, one of the nice things is that, and, and I hope that they'll do this more, is that on on some of these competitions and some of these uh, rounds. They actually they put these cones that are near the edge of the track, and if you touch mm-hmm. a cone, you're gone. You okay, know? that's so nice. You can't touch a cone. So that's and so that's like really nice. good. They should really use more of these. Yeah, they should use a lot more of these. Line the whole flipping track. With they cones could just do that <laughs> tomorrow. It could take them a day to do that in all the tracks. Yeah, but you're making assumptions. You're making assumptions. That, I mean, like a huge corporation like can't necessarily make changes as rapidly as you Why assume not? they could. They they could if they wanted to. They just you know not you know to. I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer. But but I'm saying though is if it's in the game, 
it's not like Sony's going to say that's not an argument. It's just Sony. It? Sony no, it's an it's an argument out. for not penalizing the people who take advantage yeah. of it. It's not an argument for saying it's it's ethical. But but yeah, if yeah, if the game allows it, I can't yell at whether the, it's ethical or not. It isn't is that ethical. isn't that what you're asking? If I'm playing a game as a player, and a game allows me to do something, and that gives me an advantage. I'm going to do that thing. Why wouldn't I? I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to be honorable and not do this thing. I'm, you know what? I think it's obvious why that, that shouldn't be that way. Well, not so only I'm that. I'm not even going to try and argue against there, there wasn't like it. A, obvi- it clearly isn't I'm, obvious. Like there I wasn't said, an explanation. There wasn't an explanation when you turned that game on to say what you're supposed to do and what you're There's, not supposed to do. It just okay, said. No, don't get pedantic on me, okay? Let me tell you something. When you look at something and you're like, this is obviously wrong, okay? That's what I'm talking about. You see it. And no person in this world who isn't insane would say when viewing such a video of that replay that, yes, this is something that should be allowed. Uh, you I'm are not, living in your head, sir, not, and not everyone thinks that way. All right. I would say, just like Rich is saying, if the game allows you to do it, then they're wanting you to find that exploit. I'm okay, not, you guys are I'm, full no, of no, bullshit. No, Aura, I'm not saying the Total game bullshit. should be that way. I'm not at all saying the game should be... Weird. I'm okay, just, I thought you were saying this. I'm whole saying time. if it is weird, yeah. you might as well take advantage of that. You have, well, you have to because everybody yeah. else is, and so now everybody's like I said, everyone's playing so, a different game. Yeah. So, needs so they should throw it. some cones in there. Problem yeah. solved. It's Sony's. It's it's their job to fix it, not the players. I never suggested anything like that. So don't straw man the shit out of me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good times. You get so upset. You brought this up. I get up. You knew. You knew we were going to have this exact. You knew we were going to have this exact argument because we've done it before. And you know, well, I don't. I don't know how this is surprising. You anyway, like, if you like building up strawman, then have I don't even know what that means. But I thank our listeners for being here for another week. We will be back next week with or without Ara because he may be off doing some other things again. Uh, but I'll be here. We'll be back. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.